I'm very familiar with the football culture. I knew what I was expecting when I came in. The adaptation of moving from England to Turkey has been smooth. I say, okay, it's time for a change. You're not the first Brits to come to Turkey or to come to Trabzonspor. Look, can you just tell us how this all came about? A uh, very unusual story, to be honest. Um, my brother-in-law was returning back from his holidays uh, and uh, in transit he was sitting in, uh, waiting for the next plane and he could overhear someone speaking next to him who was currently doing a deal at the time. So when he finished and came off the phone, he, he tapped him on his shoulder and said, are you an agent? And he said, yeah, why? He said, because I'm interested in becoming one. Could I ask you a couple of questions? Started asking him some questions and then he said, by the way, my brother-in-law is Eddie Newton. He went, okay, that's interesting. And he goes, why? He goes, I know everything about him. And he said, um, obviously, would he be interested in coming to Turkey? I said no about two or three times. The president, the Bashkan, came on the phone with me and they spoke about all the problems that they had overcome uh, and how they have turned the club into a club that operates properly um, financially uh, and wants to go and wants to take the club further. They had to officially ask Chelsea for permission. Then once we went through the, the official way, then it became real and then uh, I came over, discussed, everything looked right. I came, looked around the training ground. I said, okay, it's time for a change. You've been an assistant manager since what, 2008, a very successful one as well. You've won the Champions League, you've won the FA Cup, and you know, as a uh, caretaker manager, you won the Turkish Cup with Trabzonspor, I think their first trophy in, what, 10 years? <laughs> you've done it all. You've gone through the ranks. Did you ever apply for positions as head coach, as manager in the Premier League? I did. I did in the early stages, but I realised very early that it wasn't worth, worth doing it. Um, I felt once a manager had been sacked, that there was already one sitting, waiting in the wings already. Uh, so I thought that process was futile. Um, so I stopped putting my CV in, uh, spoke to maybe agents who may be close to owners um, and I thought that was the only way to do it. I, I, just, I just don't think, maybe I'm wrong, I don't know, but personally I got the feeling that it was a futile way of going about things. But if you're successful and you've, you've basically got everything, you tick all the right boxes. But sometimes you're overqualified, unfortunately. So it's the way they want to see it, obviously, and uh, it's difficult. It's difficult to break that barrier. And, you know, the one thing I used to hate when people turn around and say, well, you've never been a manager. And you go, yeah, but either was Mourinho before he started and either was so-and-so before he started. But they got, they got their break, you know. All it takes is for someone to believe in you, which our president did, you know. Uh, it wasn't easy for him to pick me. You know, everyone thinks because I won the cup that was an easy chance, but he had 
more experienced managers who have been managers uh, that were applying for the job and wanted the job and obviously more experienced than me in Turkey. So it wasn't easy for him to pick me and you know I'm very appreciative and of that the fact he's put his, his neck on the chopping block and, and, and picked me. Well just hearing you talk about I suppose how deflated you felt early on about getting you know a number one position what advice would you pass on to any black player not just necessarily in the UK but across Europe what advice would you give them if they want to get into management? First of all get all your qualifications because that'll be the number one thing they'll put back on you if you don't have it um, so don't think even if you're a superstar as a footballer doesn't mean nothing. Once you turn a coach, you have to have your qualifications. Um, if you want to work abroad, if you haven't got your pro license, you have no chance of managing. So get your qualifications first and foremost. Um, once you've got your qualifications, get experience. Don't be afraid to go into academies and learn how to coach because it's a different experience. You can't just say, I know football uh, because I've been playing football for 15, 20 years. It's not the same. You have to, you have to look after a group of different people uh, who've got different skill sets at different stages of their career. It's not easy. Uh, my first job was an assistant under 10s at Chelsea. And I stood back and watched and I went, wow, I don't really know that much. Uh, so I had to learn and I took, it, I took it all in. Are you optimistic of change? Not until there's more diversity in the boardroom. If it continues to be an all-white boardroom, it's going to be difficult. I think there will be change. There has to be change. I think the, the, the good thing that I like is that when white people say, staying quiet, and ignoring it is part of the problem, because it is. Um, because it's there and exists, and because you don't shout it and you're not negative, and, it, and if you just ignore it and say, well, I'm not doing it, well, you're exactly a part of it, so. But there is a shift, though. I mean, you are seeing other players actually calling people out very openly and honestly, and you just think, wow, that's actually quite refreshing. Yeah, I think, you know, I think people just had enough. You know, it's not just in football, it's just in general life. You know, you know, people just sick and tired of being treated as a second-class citizen if you're working as hard as the next man. Or as all our parents used to tell us, you have to work twice as hard as them because if you don't, you've got no chance. So I think everyone's just had, a, had it up to, up to the neck and uh, we're doing Everyone has to do what they do. They have to do their part, whether it's vocally, whether they're working, whether whatever they're doing, whatever they can do, because everyone's not in a position of power to be able to speak up like that. But, you know, the one thing I must say, since I've been here, never felt anything like that. Not, not an inkling since I've been in this country. You said in a previous interview in 2017, I keep working, I know I'm good enough. I think it's getting harder and harder for me to be a number two because I know I want to be a number one. How does it feel to be number one? Did I say that? Mm -hmm. That's very poetic. What, you don't think you can't 
Je crois que Yeah, um, it was becoming harder and harder to become a number two. Um, no disrespect to any person that I was, I was um, assisting, but my ambitions were a lot harder, a lot higher. Sorry, and I knew I had the ability. I knew I had the ability, uh, especially when I was left to develop and run a loan program that was one of the most successful when I left it to date, uh, which I'm very, very proud of. Um, because it's not just me, the support of Chelsea and everything around it is a big major factor as well. But I developed it, I run it, and I'm very proud of it. And that gave me the belief, because sometimes you question yourself, can you? Mm, but that gave me the belief that, no, you can, you can. Uh, and with a lot of support of people around me, not just friends, my friends, it's easy for friends to back you, but when you've got colleagues saying, you, you deserve to be a manager, uh, you need to go to the next level, you, you're being wasted now. Um, and that's colleagues, and I'm not talking about black colleagues, I'm talking about white colleagues and colleagues of all different backgrounds, which gives you that, that confidence because if you say it and you only say it and it's the only one saying it, then maybe it's just you being too ambitious. But when other people are saying it, when you've done some stuff to, to recognise that you've got the capability of doing it, then the only next step is to do it. And uh, I've got to say, it's been short, but I'm enjoying it so much. I swear to, I swear to God, I love it. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard every day there's something happening at this club, but I love it. I, I, I've embraced this city, I've embraced this club, uh, and I'm loving every minute of it.